Back to the real easy show. It's your boy John. Evan is not here because we hate him. Caleb said specifically, no. I'm just kidding. Um, wow. No, just Evan just doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think he not likes me. No, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't listen to the podcast that we are making a podcast about. It's kind of a response. Oh, cast. okay. I see Ooh, did I just make up a word? Response cast. Um, is that a good word? It sounds official. Anyway, Caleb's here. Amelia's here as well. She's not really going to say much. Hello. She didn't do her homework. Um, Caleb and I both listened to and or a couple episodes, the newest episodes of Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, well, Caleb listened to them. He was inspired, told me to listen. I listened, was inspired. And now we're here. And now we're here. We're having this conversation. So those episodes, basically, I would recommend that you go listen to them, um, first of all. But uh, essentially, they're about standardization and standardized tests. And uh, Malcolm Gladwell, for anyone that doesn't know, is an author. He's uh, very into statistics, things like that, uh, just kind of analyzing. And he has this podcast, basically, where he just look, takes a look at things that... I can't remember the description, but it's a very good description on it's the like podcast. It's like things of history that's been overlooked yeah. or unseen, and he reviews them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so this one, I don't know about in terms of the history part, but this one... Uh, I guess the LSAT does have a lot of history, but it's about the LSAT pretty much um, and kind of the, the style of that test and why it creates bad lawyers or, or fosters bad habits for lawyers and, and kind of how standardization in that profession is kind of done poorly. Pretty much. And I know Caleb and I agree that there's a lot of other standardizations that go on in, in many other fields and stuff like that that, uh, that are kind of done incorrectly. Um, and so maybe we'll explore some of those today. Yep. Uh, that's my intro. What you got, Caleb? Well, thank you, John, again for having me on today. Oh, you're welcome. It's been great. But essentially, I just I was drawn to those episodes primarily one because we're so fresh out of like high school, yeah, and we've experienced so many instances of standardization in like all of life. Yeah, so it was like, of course, the podcast talks about the LSAT, which I have zero experience with, mm-hmm. but I can imagine the other parts of life where it's like, okay, this is, why in the world does it have to do like that? It's not even necessarily like, like tests, but it's like, why does it have to be like this? Held to a standard like that, right. And whenever you ask, it's like, there's no real answer given. Exactly, yeah. It's always like, well, that's kind of how it, it's how it's always been. And they make zero effort to change it. Yeah. And it's, it's It's crazy. I mean, then the the people who you would consider most influential or, or, you know, or who are su- super influential in, in general are people that break down those standards. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they're referred to like breaking down barriers, breaking down walls, like sometimes literally breaking down a wall. Like, right. And so, and sometimes there are ceilings and things that are set on like metaphorical ceilings set on people always talk about the women wage gap mm-hmm. and the glass ceiling and all that, how women can't break into the top, you know, the top performers of business and stuff like that. But uh, it, it just takes like a certain influential person or era of people that, to break that down and there there are a lot of things that this podcast i know like inspired me to think about um and also our conversation after where you wouldn't normally like you're saying there's just stuff in life where it doesn't it, there's not real a real reason that it's there it just kind of always has been like that yeah um and it's one of those things that someone will have to take a look at it that has some sort of power or right. influence and eventually break down those walls or break down those ceilings. So and I think you mentioned something pretty interesting that I didn't really consider, but you consider the people who are the ones who break down yeah. those things. And it's, and what you said is like, I don't really know who, like I know who the people are in today's society, but how do you identify those people coming up? And that's a good question. I, I, I wonder if there's a, if there's a constant with each of them. Yeah. Like if we can look at MLK and we can look at, others um there's others you know who i'm talking you know what i'm talking about you know you know i mean even malcolm x in the same sort of vein those people that created and fostered a new beginning to something like that especially on well that scale is like pretty unattainable (laughs) not unattainable but it it, it, it's definitely hard to get to that point yeah mlk came from like very humble beginning not very humble but humble beginnings yeah and obviously in a time where his people were (laughs) not doing so hot Yeah, yeah, yeah um 
and I, you know, create, turned it into what he turned it into. And now we live in a much more equal world, mm-hmm. uh, well, in terms of the U S I don't know about other places, but, mm-hmm. um, and so like that kind of full swing, it might not be something that you would want to sure it's a blue sky goal, but it's not something that you would set out to do. Like yeah. you're not going to be the next MLK. There's going to, there might not ever be another MLK, but Cause there's a lot of factors that go into is like, first of all, you have to have a super big thing to want to grapple. Right. Like, Civil, civil rights, rights. Like, it's like that's yeah. pretty big opportunity right, you had yeah. to go after but it's at the same time we especially in growing up they're like oh we have to build up our next set of leaders but we train them to not be the leaders that we're telling them to exactly. be and like this kind of goes into like I can speak on this because I'm black but <laughs> yeah. it's like the black thing we always say our 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 like a Mount Rushmore of black leaders Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh, Barack Obama. And it's like there's a certain criteria that those guys are, simple things that they all have in common. Yeah. Meanwhile, you look at the black community and nothing that we're installing these kids for is to be it's like to that. that. It's, it's like we have specific parts that we embrace. Yeah. It's like, yeah, when you don't, when you see something that's not right, you fight for it. But we don't tell them how specifically yeah. you're supposed to fight. So we have generations of kids who are just aggressive for maybe the right reasons, but they're doing it all wrong. That's true. And it's like, how are we, how do you build a leader? It's a good question. I mean, and does it take a leader to make a leader? Like, since we don't really, I say we, since there's not really a uh, a black person in a whole lot of power right now, there's not a black president like there has been for the point. past yeah, eight we years. Lost, for, we lost Barack. So there's, <laughs> there's not one that a de facto black person to look up to. And I wonder if that's like, creating problems i mean there's not really a de facto white person I was about to say, if you're to. looking at just the presidency i don't think <laughs> that guy in office right now is if he's who y'all looking up to i'm very concerned yeah just in ter- yeah just in terms of uh, a hero um george washington maybe i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but i mean yeah what i was trying to say was like does it create or does it do you need someone that exemplar or exemplifies like a, a certain level of character in all things to create and foster a, a, a new youth. Like, because you said, like we need, we're, we're, people are trying to create the next leader, but if there's no first leader, how can you create the next one? Yeah. And so I'm wondering if we're kind of in a rut, but the thing is like somebody's got to break it, but it's just got to be someone of extraordinary. Like it's going to have to be another Barack Obama because yeah. he didn't really have someone like that in his like, you know, mm-hmm. early years. I mean, there was no one really, I'm sure. Right. Not that there was anybody for MLK. I'm, it's weird that black excellence is kind of spattered and it's not like, it's hard to like see a continuous mm-hmm. up, uptick. Like there's, there's a lot of upticks now and I'm sure it's, I'm sure you could find it if I was really doing the, the data, like you could find obviously more per capita of, mm-hmm. of really successful, really influential black leaders, but I'm sure it's more, it's not as, positive as we would want it or right. anybody would want it to be and you mentioned that like how we don't have somebody right now do you think because they always especially in school going back to like grooming and like younger kids we tell you to be who you're supposed to be yeah like be natural just be the best version of yourself but if in that case we need like the black community we need a figure mm-hmm. and we're telling somebody listen you have everything we need to be that guy we need you to be xyz even though he's he doesn't want to be that right right do yeah. should is does he have an obligation that's a to moral, be that that's a crazy like philosophy philosophy question like i it's one of those where it's really hard to find that situation but i'm sure it does happen more often than you think mm-hmm. because these these things these leadership programs and like even colleges and people that see a lot of potential in people they want them to do things because they think that's the right path for them and everything mm-hmm. so i mean it happens with everybody you know somebody will tell you that this is the right thing for you because because of these factors in your life right like me i'm being big everybody's like you should play football you know you start <laughs> an nfl it's like oh, okay no that's thanks. not me <laughs> yeah. though like i'm not doing that so um and it's so it's kind of the same situation where i'm sure there are kids who do really well in certain subjects in school and so, like, you'll be the next black president. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, I feel like that happens a lot with minorities. It's like if a minority is smart, all of a sudden they got to be the president. Yeah. If a white kid's smart, they can be whatever they want. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's whatever you choose. You'll be successful. <laughs> but if it's like a, if it's any other kid, you you'll got be the one pre- path. You, you want to be the president, right? And they're like, "Shit, I get. Like, I I guess like <laughs> what the National Honor Society? Yeah, that's cool. No, 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 no. The president. You got to be the president. Yeah. <laughs> um. I really, yeah, that's strange. I just kind of stumbled. But I mean, I feel like that's true. I mean, I feel like they, the people get a lot of that. 
anyway, um, we kind of had a little tangent about. I did. I'm, that's fine. Though. I apologize. No, it's not, it's not your fault. <laughs> Uh, where, where do we start this though? Like the the leader, we need a leader to break through the glass ceilings of yes. standardization. So yeah, yeah. we kind of need someone, maybe not even one person, just like an era of people. And I think I've heard this before, where whatever it is that we are under the millennials or Gen Z, Gen Z, yeah, yeah. um, it's more of a generation of like everyone is on the same side, mm-hmm. and so like we all are much more cooperative and like want to work f- for a main goal. And a lot of it is like you can kind of point to like the rise in anti-capitalism. Um, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but I'm sure there's like a, you know, like a neo quasi word for it, but whatever, but <laughs> where people kind of want to see like universal basic income and, and stuff where there's a lot more governmental programs that help people and stuff like that. And everybody's heart's in the right place. And I don't want to get into like politics and stuff yeah, like that, but yeah. And so a lot of that you see, you wouldn't see that from, a boomer, no, anybody, no. anybody that's older, <laughs> older than like thirty, you wouldn't see very many of those people be on board for, you know, everybody progressing at the same rate and everybody getting better. Right. They would, you know, they think you got to better yourself, and it's on you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stuff like that. And I get the merit of that, but I think it's good, and I think maybe that we're moving toward a an army of people that want to see the change and 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 make the changes rather than just waiting for one person to do it. Yeah. And like I said, there's benefits to, and there's merit to doing things on your own. But when, you know, when you're talking about a country's like success fail rate, like you need, (laughs) you need most of the country to be on the same page. Right. And I think it's pretty interesting. You mentioned like, Oh, you wouldn't see a boomer do this. You wouldn't see a silent generation do this. Meanwhile, and I guess I'm gonna step on somebody's toe, but like their generation looked a lot more like a socialist environment yeah. Than ours does now. Most True. of them were factory workers. Most of them were in the military. Most yeah. of them had like the literally cut and paste job description. Yeah. Everybody was pretty the same. Pretty much the same. Yeah, you're and right. And if you were to injure yourself on the job, that capitalism part would kick in. It's like, I oh, will find somebody else. Yeah. And that you had almost like the worst parts of both sides. That's crazy. Yeah. But they're still like, oh, but we like it like this. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you talking about? I don't understand that. That whole idea that because you grew up a certain way. It's got to be psychological, like the the way you grew up being the best way. And I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get to that point. Maybe not though. I mean, maybe, maybe it's hard to tell self-awareness is on an all time high, I would say. So, and especially with social media, we're able to progress socially so much quicker. You're also able to get checked a lot quicker. It's true. Yeah. If you're in the wrong, you'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even if it's just socially wrong, you might be factually correct and everything and the fake news, whatever crap. But if you like you said, if it sounds checked, wrong, someone yeah, will check you for sure, yeah. and you'll figure out. Oh, this is how I need to be to be socially acceptable, mm-hmm. and like I get it, you know, or you don't, and you know, you're whatever, you're autistic or whatever. That's fine. I mean, you could be autistic. That's fine. But then, does that go against like the standardization part? It's like somebody has to go against. That's a good point, dude. Because like we just, we're supposed, wow. we're saying, oh yeah, we got to adapt, dude. Meanwhile, oh we literally God. just said that we got to. Oh no, That's you're crazy. supposed to fit in the standardization. We were just talking part. about how there's <laughs> other things in life that are standardized for no reason. And then we just found We're one. sitting here. Look at you. Ah, you know, I'm pretty good at these things. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a great point because it's not like we're sitting here like all high and mighty, like, oh, we, you know, we're going to break through. Yeah. We're just thinking about it. And so like, it's a real part of life that we are standardized to be acceptable, whatever that means, socially acceptable, whatever that yeah. means. But that's weird. It just seems like, I guess, the domains of where we're, prioritizing standardization or changing yeah because like yeah. before it was like oh everybody needs to be on the same page with like your work and this yeah but now you don't have to worry about that but now we're focusing like oh no socially we need to be on the exact same page yeah. but like because even with oh no never mind never mind never mind i was about to say something pol- political but it's like ah, i, I feel like i know i don't want to touch it no i hear that yeah and, and, and it's one of those that's probably divisive and and there's no reason to really bring it up but it's very on point to what you're saying okay so if you see what i'm saying like somebody else yeah. listening is probably know what i'm saying so that's fine we'll, we'll leave, leave it at that, that. yeah <laughs> um but yeah so we can't we can't just keep keep it up like somebody like i keep saying somebody i don't know who to go to but we we gotta we got to be better, I guess, because one thing, the main thing that we can learn from the podcast that we listen to, the, the revisionist history episodes, are that the standardization kind of doesn't mean anything, especially that the way that it's done for the LSAT. Right. It, In fact, I mean, it, in some ways, is worse than if they did it completely the opposite. Um, 
because I, just to give it kind of a, a a short version of the story, um, the LSAT is for quick learner, quick uh, like faster paced. Right. They read. They don't understand. Yeah. But they can find the information. They quickly. just process information really quickly. Mm-hmm. Give you the the correct answer. Right. And they're doing it the fastest. Right. That's what the LSAT's for. But law work generally. You want the exact opposite of that. You want someone who's going to be 100% correct every single time because they thought about it for 30 hours. You exactly. know, they thought they about thoroughly one question. Processed the, understood the entire yeah. thing. Yeah, and they, they know it frontwards and backwards. So it's like you don't want someone that can do it quickly. And so I don't – it's so funny because the question that's running through my mind the whole time is like, so why are they doing it? Like, and he keeps – you know, Malcolm Gladwell, he does this all the time. I love the format of his podcast where he'll interview somebody and you could tell it's a different setting and you know he's in a different place. And yeah, then, yeah. So he goes and he talks to the test makers and and he's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> And they're like, I don't know. I, it's just <laughs> – The way it is, all right? Lay it's, off. And it's so funny. Like, And, and I kind of get – at the end of it, some, he, he kind of – made sense why like I, at the time when he was asking the test makers why the questions were the way they were i was like i'm on board like obviously these people don't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and then by the time it wrapped up i can't remember what it was but i felt kind of like oh that he was being kind of rude about it it's like there's got to be some sort of standardization somewhere along the right. line you can't just make it free form or else yeah. people you can't just because the problem he had was like like in the ACT, you have 35 minutes for the English, you have 35 minutes right. for the math. Even though I'm better at English, I don't need 35 minutes. I need that extra 10 minutes on the math section. Yeah. Yep. But the problem is they don't give that to you. And he was mad that, why are you giving me these time constraints yeah, yeah. when I know I can't, I don't need them for some things. But you can't go radical and just eliminate the time constraints. Right. Or else then the people who process quickly, they have zero advantage. And the people who pro- understand it thoroughly they have complete advantage and yeah. you just totally switched it around. Yeah, and there's no that's not really better. Mm-mm, not it at just all. is a different standard or standard now. It's a like Yeah, that's so funny because I mean I'm sure there's a lot of things like that. Like we we were talking about after we both listened to it we were texting about uh NBA and and the combine tests and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Obviously, sports are a little different, but like 40 times don't really translate to a whole lot. <laughs> so why do we still hold it in such high regard? There like, was a, The fastest 40 isn't the best player. <laughs> never, It never is. Yeah. When has the guy with the fastest 40... I think UAB had a guy who had the fastest 40 time for like a moment. Yeah, yeah. And we we're like, well, he's probably going to get drafted in like the sixth round. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that, it's, it really doesn't mean nothing, anything, nothing. <laughs> but we're still testing it. And there was an article that... Not an article. It was like a notification on my phone. And it was like, there's a... Six foot six Russian QB with a thirty eight inch vertical. I was like, "What does this vertical mean? Like, when does a quarterback yeah, when jump? Do, when like, do we ever do that? <laughs> like, a guy's coming to but sack him and he jumps and he still gets sacked. Like, okay, that's it. But that's something that we've chosen to but value. Yeah, but it's like, oh, he can jump, so he must be athletic. And I, I, I mean, I guess I can kind of get to a point, like a logical bridge, where if he can jump, he could do other things better. Like, but. Tom Brady's like one of the most unathletic people on the planet. Literally. And he's the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and and obviously the NFL, there's a lot of factors in what makes a great player and stuff like that. But generally speaking, it's going to be your intelligence. And from a quarterback standpoint, mm-hmm. it's going to be your intelligence and your ability to like read plays and stuff like that. But uh, but we still, we still hold quarterbacks to some sort of athletic standard. And there's yeah. no reason for that. And I know it's kind of a small scale thing because it doesn't apply to a whole lot of people in the world yeah. talking about the NFL standards. But it's one of the things that you can kind of apply to other situations. You can situations. find in- instances where it's like, why? Well, even because the NFL isn't the first place that you get the standardized from. You, you bring the standards all the way down to like elementary school when kids are first playing tackle football. Yeah. And then, you know if you're not meeting certain standards, you can't keep playing. And so you might be eliminating a lot of potential like greatest of all times just because you're like, you gotta be fast. Or you reclassify them to something that they're not supposed to be because you're tall. And right. like it's like, oh yeah, he's our center. Yeah, it's like, well, I don't. I'm supposed to be like a point I'm a judge. I was born to be a point guard. What if that was the situation? Ben Simmons, let me, show, <laughs> exactly. let me go. And I mean, and we do have char- characters. We do have players like Ben Simmons and Magic Johnson, where they were really tall guards. And but mm-hmm. I mean, those are special cases. They're anomalies, yeah. Right. You, you don't, don't see you don't see those a whole lot. Like literally, those are the two I can think of that are that tall. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like when I played church ball uh, my senior year, we had this really. This dude was physically. Hercules. Yeah. But he was the tallest guy on our team. And we're like, you got to be our center. <laughs> but he had the play style to be like LeBron James off yeah. the wing. But he was stuck in the paint because yeah. he was the tallest guy. Yeah. It's like, we totally misused so this guy. It's so funny because, like, 
that style of play doesn't matter anymore. Like a big center isn't necessary at all. Nobody like people play that. so small at the high. Draymond level. Green six seven. And yeah, like he's our he's, center. He's <laughs> great at center. And, I mean, we could talk about Draymond Green all day, but <laughs> <laughs> we we need to talk about a lot of things with the Warriors right now. A lot. We'll that's do that a, another. That's time. a whole different podcast. <laughs> I mean, goodness. Um. Anyway, what were we saying? Right. So the center position. It, what are you putting him down there just to block shots? Like, if he's going to be efficient on offense, let him play the good offense positions. Right. I mean, you know, so there's plenty of reasons why that doesn't make any sense. Right. But um, it's not like again, you can't just be like, oh, we'll let them play whatever they want. Like, you know, you at some point you got somebody be, has to. There's there is a way to do it. It's yeah. just it takes a lot of effort to decide what you're going to prioritize. Yeah. In each specific scenario, I think you touched on exactly what it is. It's effort. I think a lot of people don't. They don't want to care to change things. Like standards need to be standards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If they're going to be standardized, you got to do it the same yearly. Yeah. And you got to make sure you adjust to the talent level, like with the bell curves, and make sure that everything's adjusted right. But they don't ever change the standard because they don't think. But people change every people change every day. You know, so it's like the standards should be adjusted more often than they are. Yeah. But people don't want to go through the effort of doing that. That's that's a big thing in healthcare. Um, now oh, they're the if high if healthcare you ask any like financial person in healthcare if we could do the exact same thing for every patient this would be a gold mine yeah because like you know oh he's got HIV just give him this right problem he's solved done. get out of here yeah. but the problem is you and I are the same age right you and I went through the same school went to the same neighborhood and everything but you and I are very different people <laughs> very different. so if you have X disease and I have X disease. The fact that we're both the same age, same school and everything means nothing because we're still very different. That's crazy. So you can't just give me same shot, Wait, I, you same shot. And that's so simple. If you think, if you just say those words like that in that order, that's so easy to understand and simple, but <laughs> it's still something that nobody thinks about. I'm sure it's like, because every every data set is grouped by age, by wherever, by their, and maybe there's a lot of different points that they could, you know, factors they could put yeah, into there, yeah. but it, none of it really matters. Everybody's so different that me and you both being 21, has nothing to do like it doesn't it's almost arbitrary yeah like, it means nothing it doesn't matter at all because <laughs> again they're like 80 year old people who are three times as healthy as i am right now. i know yeah but so. if you were to just give me the paper it's like oh grandpa just let them <laughs> let them go all yeah. right there's no chance <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but he, you know that's ridiculous I, I it's funny that i've never really thought about that not that it would come up a lot because i don't think about health yeah. a lot. <laughs> but i mean even that applies to so many other things it's like you would expect two 21 year olds to agree on a lot of things and what well, we might agree on a lot of things it, uh, for instance take somebody that you don't know that well yeah uh, i don't even know a good example <laughs> someone who lives in the ocean you know what i mean they would have a lot that's it different opinion they could be 21 yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, i mean it, <laughs> that wasn't a real example <laughs> but someone that lives like in you know the heart of manhattan is going to have a lot a different opinion than me or you yeah. or anybody even they could be the same age, exactly the same. Twenty-one black. Yeah, exactly the same. Two-parent household. Anything. You guys could look exactly the same. You grew up entirely separate of each other. He could be my twin brother, separated at birth, and live yeah. somewhere else. Totally different people. He could even be your twin brother, not separated at birth, and be totally separate people. Pretty much. That's me and my brother. We get we call twins a lot, but we're nothing alike. Yeah, you guys look somewhat similar without you without glasses. Look, I mean, I, I don't. I could see it. More I look if, good, don't I? <laughs> You made me say it. <laughs> I mean, the differences have really shown now. This is odd to talk about because you're right there, but you you and your brother do look a lot more different than you used to. Yeah. I feel like you guys looked a lot more similar back in the day. Life beats you up, man. It changed <laughs> your face. That's, Although his hair has always fat. been so much different than yours, though. Like You guys wear your hair separate. That's a good point, but white people usually don't catch that. They don't look They think that. all black hair looks <laughs> oh, nappy, and it's all the same, so... Thank you for noticing, John. Hey, man. You know I appreciate I that, honestly. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> back on topic. That was a fun tangent. Um, shoot. I don't even really remember what we were talking about, but just sports in general, just like the standardization of sports. We talked about NFL, NBA. There's others. I mean, it, and even we were talking about that book that Malcolm Gladwell wrote that we were supposed to read for senior year. Uh, I just forgot the name of it. Outliers. Outliers. He talks about the NHL in that, I know. Um, That's right. That's right. And talking about how like a certain area, I think it was in Canada, where they like a lot of them come from. Mm-hmm. And it's so odd. Like I don't even know. if I don't, It may not have anything to do with the standards of how they get into the league or what. Um, I don't even know if he talked about that being a factor because I'm sure that wasn't really on his mind because he didn't had probably traversed this yet. Yeah. Um, but there's got to be something to that where 
the standards are are very biased towards those people. Yeah. And that's why they have a much higher success rate with getting into the NHL. Mm-hmm. And there's even the thing where it's like if you were born in August of your school year yeah. versus me born in March, person in August is way better off than I am yeah. because technically I'm almost a year younger than you right. even though we're in yeah. the same age group. And it's so odd. It's so arbitrary and odd. Like obviously we can't do it where everybody born on March 26th, my birthday, goes to a school and they start on this day. Yeah. And then we, everybody was born on the same day so everybody has the same and then everybody born on your birthday which I believe is right after March 7th. March 27th. 27th everybody, yeah. he would go to a different school and it, you know, so it's like we can't do that. It's too That's much. That's impossible. Again, that goes to like standardization. That's why we yeah. have standardization. If you're born That's between August and between August to August of yeah. now, right. you're yeah. with you're this group. Yeah. That's it's easy. So weird though. When you despite think about it like that, your development or despite your physical yeah. stature, that's where you go. So odd. Because that messed up my brother, my little brother. I call him my little brother. He weighs 280 pounds. And he's a freak of nature. But he's been huge his entire life. Yeah. But because he was 10 years old, 200 pounds, he couldn't play football. Mm. Because they based him off of his oh, right. age. Yeah. So it's like he lost years of development That's time crazy. because he's a danger to the other kids for being physically bigger than them. So now he's just now in school, like he's in high school now and they, they're they like, ooh, the bigger the better. Come on. Yeah, right, right. But it's like he lost so many years because the standardization yeah. cost so him weird. valuable practice time. That's crazy. And when they could easily just moved him up a couple grades. Right, yeah, like it wouldn't have been a problem. He would have loved that, but again. So that's an example in the it should be, it seems like it should be in the benefit of him even though it wasn't they didn't think about it. Was an extreme case, yeah. <laughs> but there's also examples of the other one. Like you're saying, you're almost a year younger. I mean, March isn't, t- it's like, you know, six months different or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, like Trey just turned 21 in July. Oh, my goodness. Like, like this month, July 4th was his birthday. Oh, nice. And so, but then I have, you know, her, she was born in September. So, like, that's that's only two months different. Cougar. <laughs> that's only two months different, <laughs> but it's in the opposite Ram. direction, you know. She's 10 months older than Trey is. Yeah. But technically, they're still the same age. Yeah. I'm an old lady. <laughs> and so she has 10 months of development on Trey, and that's not any knock on Trey. Like, Trey's probably smarter than her. <laughs> Say it a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> no, but there's there's plenty of examples. I'm sure there are people that were born this month that went to school with us in our grade that have issues because they were young, small, whatever it be. Yeah. And maybe even some that were born this month that got held back because of that. Yeah. And it's funny, like, obviously parents probably don't think about that stuff when they're having a kid. And so they just do it whenever they need to do it. <laughs> so the kid just comes out. But then... Oh, it, what do you know? <laughs> it turns into another year of school that then you have to pay for. And there's plenty of things that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. They just dominoes out of control. Like, if the kid has to be held back... Then they're graduating a whole year after that. And that's you know that's another year you got to like I said. Pay and the social and, ramifications of that forever yeah. he will be the older kid in right. the younger class is like oh yeah I got held back. Yeah, and he's way older than the other kid that's born the same month he is. The, An you know, entire the next year, year before one yeah. entire year. Yeah, so that's nuts, dude. I, I mean, because I don't even know that many people that would have been held back. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but mm. maybe that they just drop off the face of the earth. <laughs> That'd be horrible. If you got held back, <laughs> don't hold it against me. It's your fault. There's, you suck. There were some kids wow. in our grade that had gotten held back. I can't think of who they are, but I remember there being kids. Yeah, one of my best friends, he got held back in kindergarten. Oh, because you're talking about Jeremy Coleman? I'm just kidding. Do you know who that is? What about Taiwan? He, I'm very much aware of Jeremy okay. Coleman. Okay. <laughs> what, what about Taiwan? He got held back a bunch of times. Taiwan has a great beard now. Really? No knock on Taiwan. Taiwan's awesome. I mean, yeah, he's probably a cool living guy. his best life. Can we go back to the fact you said yeah. Jeremy Coleman? Yeah, let's on this talk podcast. about let's talk about Jeremy Coleman. <laughs> no, let's not talk about Jeremy Coleman. No, let's not. Let's not. That's too big of a tangent. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy Coleman is probably a good example of someone that holds himself to no standards. You know, he. he <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but he uh, he lives life how he wants to live life. You know, and I think that's a cool thing. I th- but I, the problem is, like we're saying, you kind of need standardization every once in a while. But I don't. It's never the right way. It's almost. There's never a right way to do it. Yeah. How do we solve this problem, Caleb? Do we solve this problem? I'm glad you asked. I I oh, wrote a have, book on it actually. Oh, I'm, let's this go. Is where I can dude. put my plug in. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like that. Like legit. I I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think anybody knows. That's why we haven't. Okay, let me say this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I don't think anybody knows. I think people know. Yeah. But the people in power are not the people who know. What? 
exactly. Well, or they, they, they do might know. They know. don't care. They, they either don't care or it's not in their best interest to do anything about Financially, it. Financially, it's too much. Yeah. Or, or, or like, or I've might hurt groomed them. my child to be this way. And now you're going to change the rules exactly. on me now? Like, it's going to hurt my child. Yeah. Like, no way. That's true. I feel like, yeah, a lot of it comes down to legacy. Like, everybody wants to leave their mark on the world. So, yeah. And they don't, they don't want to do that where they're making a change that would hurt their immediate legacy. Like, I feel like people talk about mm. leaving their mark on the world, but they don't. They don't want to leave the the mark that will last a thousand years. They just want to make sure that the people in the next their bloodline is know. so much more important. Yeah, that's that's a good it's point. crazy. I, I mean, I don't, I don't. It's obviously it's not like an easy choice to be like. What would you make? What choice would you make? That's what I mean. It's like I don't know. I, I'm not in that position, obviously. <laughs> Um, I I don't even know if I could say I wish I was because being a, a person in power has got to be so hard right now. With I mean, you, you could be the most good natured dude, but nobody's on your side. Like from the top unless you obviously like know them or something you couldn't it's hard to say that with like the generality that i just said it but just like the moment you make a decision one way or the other there's going to be somebody that really hated that decision yeah and you're almost at like not like responsible for their suffering but in some ways like if you have a certain amount of power you could be responsible for a lot of suffering especially like you know the president um other people in that level, like the Speaker of the House, they decide mm-hmm. a lot of things. The the entire Congress, the entire everybody, they always make these big decisions, and you can't. You kind of have to be cold blooded to make decisions. You have like that. to, or else you'll ne- you'll never get anything done. Yeah, you just because the other right. the opposition will always present themselves and say, "Hey, this is you can't, You're hurting me." They're like, yeah. "Ah, crap, sorry." And that's Books why off. that's why bills go for so long sometimes, and and a lot of people are like, "Just get it over with," you know, "just vote the right way," but. It's so, especially when you represent a group of people. I don't. I don't want to say I feel bad for congressmen and stuff because they know what they're getting into at this point. It's <laughs> yeah, not for like real. it's not like the government's brand new. You know, you know <laughs> what you're. You know what you're doing. Nope, designated survivor, a brand new government. <clears throat> what is that? You haven't seen Designated Survivor? No. That's a plug. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's a pretty good show. That sounds cool. It's like the entire government blows up and they have to start over. Have I heard about this before? Did you talk about it on your Netflix episode? Mm-mm. I just I, I'm two seasons in and I started watching it like a week ago. Oh, it's unhealthy. Binger. Ah, very binge. Big binge. Who's in it? Nobody I know. It's like kind of just. I kind of like those where it's like nobody. So you don't really. It was an ABC show, but then ABC okay. did two seasons, and then Netflix bought it and they oh. produced the third season. I like I, I I like that Netflix would do that. And it's a lot. You can tell the difference. Netflix really? like it's pimped better? it out the third That's season. That's good. They let Netflix it loose. Has so much money, bro. <laughs> the power they have. Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> But they yeah. don't have a lot of standards there at Netflix. I was about to say, are they as, like, what are the standards in Netflix? What do they have? <laughs> is it anything? I mean, they'll literally just produce anything as long as they have money for it and time for it. Because there's no consistency with anything. Like, yeah. you could say, oh, they post all their episodes at one time. It's like, no, they don't. Like, Patriot yeah. Act, they release every week. Right, yeah. And then, like, there's no, like, um, I guess, time restrictions on anything. No, there's yeah. no content re- there's actually one restriction I know about. They're trying to make all Netflix shows not have smoking in it. That's cool. I was like, that's a good I one. I get on board with that. I was like, that sounds like it makes sense to me. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> that's a good restriction. Like, good job, Netflix. Yeah, because like smoking was so cool. I mean, even for like almost our generation, like smoking is looked at for like the cool character does it. You yeah. know? And if they can just take that cliche out, how, how's that hurting anybody? You're sounds just like a win win to me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Good. That's awesome. I mean, I because I can still feel that way where like you see a character smoking, you're like, oh, you're supposed to think this character's cool, and even I think the character's cool because they're smoking, and it sucks because like I don't smoke, I don't want to smoke. <laughs> yeah. but it's like if I was smoking, I feel like I would look cool, you know? Yeah, and that's not to plug Malcolm Gladwell again, but <laughs> in his book, The Tipping Point, he talks about how smoking is caused not by like advertisements and stuff like that it's caused by people really th- legit thinking oh yeah people who are cool smoke yeah and like that's it. it's like oh yeah my aunt smoked she was awesome i'm, I'm gonna smoke right. too yeah and that's legit it that's the whole thing that's nuts like if nobody in your family that you looked up to smoked, there's a good chance that you're not going to smoke yeah but like if there's one person like if if who do i look up to if barack smoked yeah i'm like you know what if he does it that's, like come on dude. now like i i can do it I, I mean that's funny i wonder if people like because it was a big deal when he kind of revealed that he smoked weed. I mean, it was something that was going to come out eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he put it in his book. <laughs> and so, like, it was like, okay. Well, okay, he confirmed it. Let's yeah, it. okay. Uh, so, he, he's, like, kind of cool with it. He's come to terms with the fact that, I mean, obviously, it's legal now. So, it's kind of a different situation mm-hmm. where it wouldn't have been as controversial if it wasn't on the upswing like it is. But I wonder if, like, people that were, like, aspiring to be like Barack Obama, 
where all of a sudden like, oh, I can smoke weed now. Or almost <laughs> like uh, I have to smoke weed now. To like be it's a like step in my process. Like yeah, I got to go through I gotta this. I got to live in Hawaii and <laughs> smoke weed. Like something I got to do. Chris Pratt did it. Look where he is. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> do people look up to Chris Pratt? I don't know. It's a good question. He kind of had that weird thing with the, uh, like he really believes in his church and they had a situation I don't remember if it was about abortion or not, but it, it was something where he was in support of his own church, mm-hmm. and people were upset about it. And it's like he's just supporting his church. I don't, I don't, I haven't, I don't have a lot of expertise about the situation. Yeah, all I know is that he was in support of his church, and people got upset about it. Hmm. And it seems odd. It, it doesn't seem like everybody's taking the full, his full position Thing into consideration. Yeah. Like he wasn't, he wasn't saying that his views are superior to anyone's he was just saying like, i defend my i go to this church and that's what these people believe and i'm one of these people so it's like i've committed to this that's what i do that's actually a good point i this has nothing to do with standardization i guess but i'm gonna throw it out there i had a question about loyalty uh uh-huh. it's like does that really exist anymore hmm. especially like when you talk about the nba after this free hmm. agency i'm convinced loyalty is irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant all right yeah definitely but like in life in general Am I lo- am I supposed to be loyal to anything? To anything like, do yeah. I have a responsibility to be to, besides my country? But even now, it's even like then it's like why? It's like, why? well, your country's screwing you over. Like Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> look at him. It's like this country's crap. Like I'm, yeah, I don't have to be loyal. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, loyalty is a big one because it's it's taught as a virtue, and I get it. But what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, it's like at more times loyalty hurts you than it would help you. With it's kind of true. I mean, back when there were wars being fought, I mean, there's still wars being fought, but when there were wars being fought, like, all the time, and, like, there were different, inter- like, I'm talking about, like, the 1700s, like, 1600s, yeah, yeah, yeah. when everybody in Europe was at war, <laughs> and, like, you had to be loyal to your country in order to survive at right. some point, you know, that makes a lot more sense, why loyalty, loyalty, loyalty was preached and accepted as a virtue. When were these Book of Virtues written? I, I, I was thinking about, just virtues in general, like somebody had to make that up almost. And th- those words are all made up words, but like, yeah, where do we get those from? Cause they're not necessarily like in the Bible and like some of them are, but it's not like it's taken word for word from the Bible, mm-hmm. but is the book of virtues taken more seriously in the Bible? No, but it's something that people kind of probably harken back to. Harken is not the right word there. Probably like think back on reference when, on and like yeah like when they're talking of. about like oh my values my yeah, yeah, my yeah, ethics yeah, yeah. are this because of the you know it's virtuous to do this but it's something that's kind of the same situation as a religion where you could kind of rule it as just being what it is like you don't it's not real like it's still just all a theory not a it's theory, a social construct essentially exactly yeah so it's it's nothing there's nothing concrete about it but Mm-mm. it's still one of those things where it almost takes a higher ground than religion just for no reason. Yeah. Because like, like, there are things like in Christianity that. that I believe that not everybody believes. Yeah. But everybody believes, oh yeah, telling the truth, that's a good thing. Yeah, like, even just if they don't like, follow that rule, they know that that's the right yeah, thing to do. Yeah. I, it's a weird conversation because I'm sure, I mean, that's what the whole like ethics department of <laughs> of any school, like that's what they debate about, you yeah. know, it's stuff like that. But I don't know if that's really the question they're asking is if it's a real thing. It's more just like what's the real what's the real definition of this thing that's real? Like, I don't, maybe they are asking these questions and I'm just not privy to that, but I, I would like to have a conversation with like an ethics professor professor or something about yeah what the book of virtue, like what these virtues really are and like why it's considered to be so concrete when it's definitely not. And can they fizzle out? Like loyalty, like can that like just be not a thing anymore? Because you saying that is like mine, it's like blowing my mind right now. Like loyalty is like, <laughs> what's the point of it? We don't need it anymore. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, wait, let, let back up. <laughs> There's probably situations where I'd where you need it. Like if my family were to go into something, maybe like even illegal, not saying they are, please FBI, don't come <laughs> after me. This is totally hypothetical. Yeah. But like no, but, and I were put in a situation where like I need to choose between my family, like yeah. I'd be loyal to my family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like if you put me against like the yeah. US doing something wrong, yeah, that's I'm like, ah, screw them. Like they didn't do it right. 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 That's crazy. It is. I don't know what to do with it. I and just, some people, I mean, some people would turn their family in, <laughs> and some people would say that's the right thing to do because they did something horribly wrong. Right. So, is loyalty even a real virtue? First of all, is loyalty a virtue? Am I making that up? I feel like it is, though. Sounds right. I don't know. I'm. I don't really know. I. I don't obviously don't know. You were saying it like it do was. I need I was like, to I'll just go pull with up it. A, it an episode right. of the Book of Virtues <laughs> the Book of for you. Virtues with the buffalo or whatever. What is it? Yeah, yeah. He's a, there's a buffalo. Did you ever watch those in elementary in a bobcat? Caleb? I don't think so. 
It's, and, uh, it's a pretty hop. good little animated show. There's like a groundhog. But again, guy. it's one of those things. It's like we were allowed to do that in school, but that's a kind of religion. <laughs> like, is that like I don't? That feels wrong to, to like pre. I don't know. I don't. Is it wrong? Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just being weird. But I, but uh, seriously, loyalty. It's. I don't know. I just wanted to pose the question because I was I was sitting on that for a while. Because again, it came up from the NBA. I was like, "Well, nobody's loyal to their teams anymore." Yeah. Yet fans still believe that players are supposed to be loyal right. to their that's teams. Right. That's what it is. It's that's what it is. It's the expectation that they should be loyal. Yeah. It's like not but even no loyalty is a problem. It's just like they're why? loyal to money. Like they, <laughs> they just want to get paid the most, essentially. And again, or it kind of goes against championships. what I was talking about before. Like we've shifted priorities from like other generations to our generation. Yeah. Before, the priority was team. Yeah. Like Boston Celtics fans were. Right. If you belong to Boston, you yeah. belong to us. You can never leave. Yeah. And then it kind of shifted to the LeBron age where it's like, no, no, no. My priority is championships. Yeah. All right. It's not to and Cleveland. Running the league. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's not even. It's not to the my team. It's not to money. It's just to championships. Yeah. And then even since then, it's changed again towards my priorities myself. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go wherever I want to go. Wherever I'm happy, when I'm not happy, I'll force my way out. Yeah. It's like it's not even really championships anymore. It's just I don't want to be here. I wonder if we're even shifting one more time because I would agree that that's kind of where it's been for like the past five years. Yeah, is doing what you want to do as an NBA player. But I think like with all these duos that are coming about, I think people are trying to just play with their friends now. I think like yeah, everybody just wants to be with people that they like. <laughs> and they say it's because like I didn't play AAU, but apparently all the NBA stars yeah. now they did AAU, and yeah. that's something that they did. It's that's like crazy. I want to go play with my friends. That really is so they're just the turning league. the NBA into a big, a multi-million dollar AAU. I team. mean that's pretty cool. I mean if you yeah. think about the kids that are in the AAU right now, that's exactly what they want. Like yeah. the, so, if we get those kids in that position to be in the NBA, which they are, like you're saying. They're just going to want to do that, yeah. and that's what they're doing. Exactly. And then, you know, eventually we'll have, like, Vince Carter retire, and, like, everybody of that era is going to be gone. And that'll be sad, but cool. It's like we're, we're officially new, we're in a new era. Yeah, know? officially. We're just waiting on Vince to hang it up. <laughs> there's a few. Yeah, there's a few in there. Like he, I think he's really one of the last ones, though, of that, like. Because now Dirk's gone, D-Wade's gone. Yeah. LeBron's still here. Yeah, but he's, he was, like, in the transition. He kind of started the transition, really, so. Yeah, yeah. But past that, I think, yeah, VC's the only – He's the only old head left. Yeah. Everybody else in the big three Pau Gasol. now. Pau Gasol is kind of a – he's always been a backseat to somebody. I would say he's not really a figure. Yeah, he was the fig- he was like the, the guy at the Lakers f- when Kobe was uh, yeah. injured. Uh-huh. But that didn't really – they weren't good at that point, so it's not like – I don't think anybody cares what Pau Gasol is doing. <laughs> yeah. Not to be rude, like legit. I just don't think – I know. No, I agree. And they're both on the Raptors now, right? Him and mm, his brother. He's a, they're on the Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bucks. The Overpaid Bucks. both of them. Sheesh, That's none of my business. None of my business. Oh yeah, Amelia is a fan of the Bucks. She likes Giannis. Do you really? Yeah, I bought her an Antetokounmpo shirt. Can I like? I just like playing as him in two K. Yeah, he's good in two K. You play two K? She's all right. She could probably beat you though. You know. You mind if I like steal her from you? <laughs> <laughs> like. You're welcome to come over and join us anytime, bro. That's not that wasn't my question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, then. <laughs> 2K people are just so hard to find these days. I hear that. At least in my life. Again, we're talking about that. Talked about that before, but you know, y'all know, y'all know me. Yeah. Y'all know me, your boy. <laughs> Maybe this will be the way. We'll, we'll send this out all the channels. We'll get you somebody, big boy. Who wants to play 2K with me? Oh, my gosh. He would never sound that desperate, all right? That's how I sound on the inside. (laughs) No, yeah, no, I'm just She's just my voice. I'm his inner voice. That's awesome. (laughs) What are we talking about? I don't know. I feel like we had a good conversation, though. I mean, we're we're at 45-ish minutes. Oh. So we can try to wrap it up if you want. Okay. Um... I mean, just in in total, those episodes are really good, really good. Um, I feel like that's an understatement, <laughs> and not a wrap. Right, let me reset. <laughs> yeah, let me start over. <laughs> those revisionist history episodes about the standardization—they opened my eyes to a lot of things. They made me ponder a lot of things. I have this thing where when I listen to him, I I want him to not. I want him to be not that I want him to be wrong. I'm just looking to like poke holes in his argument and yeah. sometimes it's easier than not i don't know why i always do that that's just how i operate anyway it's if somebody's to gonna be, say honestly. something well it's covering it your bases it isn't. it's true that's a good point that but i also come across as like kind of an asshole sometimes because of that <laughs> where like 
everybody's like, you know, sometimes I'm just talking and I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be proven wrong. It's like, I get, okay. But that's just, ha- are you pointing at me? I'm talking yes. about myself. That's no, what- I know. I'm just saying that's 100% true. Sometimes it's I like, I just have to say something <laughs> and you have to tell me like, oh no. So you're like, I'm just playing Actually. devil's advocate. And it's like, but I'm just trying to blow off steam and tell you something. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, I know. That's, not, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, it's okay, John. We still love you. <laughs> Thank you. I love yeah. you too. Um, but, but anyway, so I have a horrible habit of doing that in general. But then like, when I take a second to reflect on the episode, it was really good. I mean, I just, because when I was listening to the episode, I'm like, why, you know, why, why the, you know, it's just like a lot of things I was asking myself, but then I realized a lot of those questions are irrelevant. But, because uh, me and my dad listened to him together and he's exactly the same way. Oh, for real? Yeah, because we were on our way to Atlanta uh, we listened to the first one and then on our way back we listened to the other one and nice. <laughs> I forgot to text you that day. But anyway, um, yeah, he listens to Malcolm Gladwell. Pretty sweet. Nice. Um, what was I going to say, though? Oh, right. Yeah, so just in, in general, the standardization. I like how it flipped from him trying to prove why the standardization was bad yeah. to, at the end, almost saying, like, all right, if we flip it the other way, it's going to be like just It's irrelevant. Like, I'm not even doing... Yeah. But I just like that it was introduced as a problem and that there needs to be a solution because yeah. everyone can kind of agree on that. No matter how you look at the argument, you can see the issues with it and you can see that there needs to be some sort of working solution for it. Well said. Do you have any closing arguments? Uh, closing statements? Um, I'll give you one. I really, uh, let, me, let me give you a free one. A okay, thanks, man. Everyone go listen to the Frosty Pod. All right. That doesn't like, isn't like 60 plus years of age or older and like, unless you are my mom or, yeah, you guys need to stay away. I mean, no, never mind. Just, well, he wants as many. Just have a good time. Just have a good time. Just be loose, you know, be loose. Understanding Caleb's a 21 coming of age, man. He, he's, uh, he is what he is, you know, take, don't take him for face value. Those statements kind of disagree with each other. (laughs) The point is, (laughs) the point is, you just gotta, you know, <laughs> just gotta listen to the. <laughs> just listen to my podcast. It's okay. Listen Don't to the worry Frosty about it. Pod. Look Appreciate it, it. Caleb Towns. iTunes. Where else is it? Google Play. Maybe? iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. He's, um, he's everywhere, bro. He's on Anchor, bro. He's got that. He got that on lock. Lockski, dude. On the lot. It's got a nice little intro song now. I really like it. You made that yourself. I did. It's beautiful. Thank I you. I like this. I liked it when it sped up. I I liked it slower, and I was like, oh, what is this new one? And then you sweat it up. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's better. Yeah. I like how you've been throwing back some like your old songs back on yeah. the intros. I was like, ooh, nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just get lazy or <laughs> I actually, I mean, the past couple of times I have just actually picked those out. I just feel like it's appropriate. Yeah. Feels good. It does. I mean, we're, I, I, I didn't really do anything for like the year anniversary, but it was like in April or whatever. Hmm. I should have done either. something. Yeah, you didn't either. I think I mentioned it. I was like, yeah, it's like. I started yeah. back in January, but I never. Damn. I guess too late now. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> two years it is, boys. We'll we'll do the two year anniversaries. It'll be. Have you gotten to fifty episodes yet? I think maybe. Oh dang it! Maybe forty six. Okay, when you get to fifty, you do something? something big. How how many do I have? I think you've been up to forty. You're you're past forty, right? Forty forty three. Is that what that says? I'm getting close, Caleb. You got to think of something. Getting close. If you get to 49 and can't think of something, you got to just put a pin in it. You yeah. got to do something big for 50. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I don't know. It's got to well, be what good. Is whatever it is. Do? Because, like, we haven't done everything, obviously. We've barely done anything. Really. It's been <laughs> almost. <laughs> it's been a lot of nothing, really. <laughs> we haven't done everything. Actually, we've done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly been the same. And people, it's funny. I, I, I bring up, I don't bring it up. Uh, it gets brought up a lot. The podcast does. Uh, with people that I meet somehow and um, people are like so what's it about I'm like nah. dude I struggle with that every time it's like it's kind of just whatever yeah I know <laughs> it feels so weird to say that every time it's like I just talk to my friends and they're like <laughs> okay sounds like <laughs> sounds like fun I'm like alright you're not gonna listen to it <laughs> and I lost them <laughs> yeah and that's fine I, I don't it's not that I'm looking for casual fans because I don't want people that are just going to listen and be like, oh, that was nice. Like, I want people that are going to be here and understand. Not yeah. that we make a lot of, like, references to past conversations, but we kind of do that. But I, I like to, I would like to grow small and, and get grow a thoroughbred group. Yeah. 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 Have your people, have them ready, get them listening, get them engaged. Yeah. 
That's what you want. That's what you I want. I need to work on my goals for this podcast, though, because I don't know where I want to go. And it's hard. Like, I'm sure you don't think about it either. You might. But in terms of where you want to be in a year, two years, and three years, yeah. and four years, and five years, I don't know if it's worth it, really. That's what I keep thinking to myself. It's like, if I sat down and make that plan, like, what's to say I even try to stick to that? Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I don't really have a reason to, but. I'm not going to say I regret starting, just like, because I legit. The way I started my podcast, I've always wanted to do something with radio, yeah. and I saw the app on my app store. I was like, I should do this. Yeah, like how hard and I did, it, did it right then oh, that's without awesome. like planning anything. Oh wow! <laughs> and like I'm, I'm glad I did that, or else I might have never actually true yeah. started. But at the same time, I was like, I wish I would have planned this out a little bit better. Right. Like I'm kind of yeah. just going. Yeah, like I wasn't, I didn't start that spontaneously, so I probably could have done a better plan as well. Yeah. And granted, I mean, we had a, it was two people, so it was kind of like it, it's one of those things where. I didn't want to be responsible for it. He didn't want to be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just like left it a lot of the time. <laughs> it was just like, ah, we'll figure it All out right. as we go. But we, we never really thought, gave too much thought about it. Ah. I mean, we are where we are. I'm going to say, we're doing all right. Yeah. And we, we haven't really paid for anything. We paid for the, you know. Equip. Um, yeah, equip, you know. But we didn't, we, like, we didn't pay for. These mad weights. Ugh. <laughs> We didn't pay for like space on iTunes. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, for real. This is like a low risk situation. Yeah. And we didn't pay for a logo. I know you didn't. I know you made your own. You know, we didn't pay for music. You made your own. I made my own. There's no like producer I'm paying. Right. It's just yeah. So I mean, it's not hurting anything. And it's a lot a, of fun. It's really just a hobby. Yeah. Straight I up. think I think that's kind of I'm cool with that. I I will say that I just applied to be a producer for a podcast, but I don't think that's gonna work. <clears throat> it's fine. Stay positive about it. I yeah. believe in you, John. It's for SB Nation. You ever heard of them? Oh, I have. Really? They're they're they need a new producer apparently. Really? Uh, my dad listens to that. I, I think I don't know if he does, but he he definitely reads their articles and stuff. And Dude, we definitely got to get you on that. Really? We're like working toward. Oh my goodness, that's a huge opportunity. I completely read my resume. I didn't have anything about my podcast on my resume, so I put a bunch of stuff about it. I put a bunch of stuff about graphic design. I put a bunch yes. of stuff about all all the new stuff that I do. Um, so we'll see. Oh my goodness! We'll this could be the start of something great. It could be. You're not gonna forget about me, will you? When you no, absolutely, time? bro. I'll bring you right along. If if there ever is an opportunity, Ooh. I'm reaching back out. Ooh. I'm bringing the Beham boys all the way up to the top. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it could work. All right, a little teaser for the future, there, boys. Listen to the Frosty Pod. Keep listening to the Real Easy Show. Thank you. Oh yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, it's been real easy. I'm sure there's some crazy music playing right now. Um, thanks. <laughs> I forgot to do the real easy thing on time. Brian, you want to redo it? Yeah, let's try it. It's been real easy. There we go. It's been real. It's been easy. It's been real easy. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my name's John and it's Fat Boy 2.